You're putting it all together. And that is consciousness. That is power. That is feeling good. That's actually power. Girls, power is not sulking in the corner for a couple hours. Power is not, I don't need you and kick them out of your car. Power is not, this is so stupid and call your girlfriends and then, you know, talk about him behind his back. That is not power. Power is manipulating the situation. Power is creating something that is grander than you can ever know. That's what power is. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl, coming at you from episode 101. Yep, that's right. Last episode was my celebration of 100 episodes. Thank you. Thank you for listening for over the year. I'm so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Let's jump into today's show. It is all about wanting to be right. Oh, I know right? We, we like have this need to want to be right. And if you're listening going, no, I don't have the need to be right. Let me tell you, you probably do. And I used to think that way. I really, truly authentically thought, I don't need to be right. I'm totally cool. Like not needing to be right. I was so lying to myself until I was aware, until I actually like got what I was doing. I had no clue that I was defending for myself to want to be right. Now, outside people listening are probably like, oh yeah, Joanna, you always wanted to be right. And I just, I just didn't know it. Today's show is titled, Do You Want to Be Right or Feel Good? So do you want to be right or do you want to feel good? Which one is more important to you? Today's episode was, you know, birthed from my boyfriend and I. We went on this like little road trip thing and we had a little quarrel and we're like working together and <laughs> I'm just laughing as I'm telling this story because I'm the type of person, this is, you know, my default. I love when somebody's in charge, either one person's in charge, but you can't have two people in charge. Not can't, but for me, I like it when, you know, one is in charge and the other one is following and I will totally be a follower or your best soldier, but one's got to lead. And so I was getting frustrated because he wanted to be in charge. And then when he wasn't in charge and then asking me for help, I'm like, which one is it? Either take the lead or not take the lead. I was like just getting frustrated. So we started to quarrel and it was really cute because he got frustrated. Then I got frustrated and we're just like, we just kept going. And I really thought about it. Did I want to be right or what was more important or did I want to feel good? And here's the thing. No, we're taught since we're young kids, that being wrong is the worst thing on the planet. Like being wrong is the, like you do everything in your power to disassociate with being wrong. Let me explain that. Let me give you a little context to that. When I was 
five years old. I was in first grade. And in first grade, we got our first homework assignment. And I was excited. I don't think I've ever seen a kid as excited as I was to have homework. And I came home that day with, you know, a one sheet of homework paper, whatever it was, like fill in the blank thing. I remember it as clear as day. And I filled it out. And, you know, my mom didn't help me. These were back in the days where parents didn't really help. You do homework, not the way they do now. It was like, you know, you just figured it out. And I went back and I turned it in so proudly with my chin and chest held high to get it back the next day with all these red marks. And the teacher literally put a sad face on it. And from that day moving forward, I bought the lie that homework sucks, that doing work sucks. I bought the lie that I am dumb. I bought the lie that I was wrong and that being wrong was the worst thing on the planet. Being wrong was a sad face. And from there, I always tried to be right because being wrong was so horrible. How many times growing up or as human beings, we didn't want to be wrong? So what will happen is we will lie. We will avoid, we will do everything in our power not to be wrong. And we will justify why we're right. Listen to people when they tell stories and not stories of like, oh, this would happen to me yesterday. I mean, stories as in why they're justifying why they did something. Have you ever been listening to somebody or yourself? You hear yourself and you're like, why am I justifying? Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. We do that to save our own face so that we can feel better. And so when I was out in the car with my boyfriend and this happened, I can feel that I wanted to be right. And I was sitting there in silence asking myself, Joanna, do you want to be right or do you want to feel good? And it was like, I wanted to be right. And then I asked myself, what, what is the good or what is what will create the future of my desire if I fight for my rightness? And there was like nothing. What is the, what is the power I receive from, from debating my rightness? I was like, nothing really. So what is it, Joanna? And I'm like, I was just annoyed. That's it. It was like, I was just annoyed. I was making it bigger than it was. And this is what I did. You know, so when you get into a quarrel with somebody, notice the first thing. Are you just defending yourself so that you can be right? Ask yourself, what good is this? What is going to be created from this if I fight for why I'm, I am right? All it is is going to make you feel whatever it is and make the other person go lower or want to fight back. When you defend your rightness, the other person pretty much has nowhere else to go. They're backed up in a corner and he or she will fight back to defend their rightness. And that's what fighting is. You just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And yesterday I knew, I'm like, okay, if I defend myself, we're going to go back and forth here. And I do not want that. I want to feel good. Or do I want to feel right? And from there, I took a breath and I asked myself, Joanna, what's going to be created here? All right. Do you want to feel good? Yes. And I brought my walls and barriers down, my energetic walls and barriers down. Because when we want to defend our rightness, we'll bring up walls and barriers 
And think about when a wall comes up in front of you. And if you're trying to talk or if you're trying to hit in front of you, you're going to keep hitting that wall. And that's what will happen when you have an energetic wall come up in front of you. The other person cannot hear you. They cannot see you. They physically, even though you're right there, they can't because those energetic walls are so high and so thick, it's impossible. I brought my walls and barriers down and I cooled off. I just took a little breather and literally the breather was like 30 seconds, right? I'm getting faster at this. Back in the day, I would need like 10 minutes. I would need to go for a walk, but now it's like quick 30 seconds. For you, it may be a little bit longer. Just take a little breather and ask yourself, do I want to be right or do I want to feel good? Like what is going to create the future of my desire? And I'm going to guess it's probably feel good. Okay, second thing is apologize. Now listen, this is going to be the greatest tool that you're probably going to ever walk away with. I learned this a couple years ago in consciousness. When you bring your walls and barriers down and you choose what's going to create more, it will create more. Many times you will fight against wanting to apologize because you're like, well, I wasn't wrong. This is not, we're not talking about who was right and who was wrong. It doesn't matter because from the eyes of the other person, they were right. So let's get it real. Let's get real and say nobody was right. Nobody was right. Nobody was wrong. So you think that if you apologize, that that's admitting that you were wrong. And that's not actually what that is. So bring your walls and barriers down and then apologize. It is the greatest tool of, and I'm going to use this word manipulation. And the word manipulation has received like this negative, uh, not so contributive energy to it. And I'm going to tell you, manipulation is actually a gift to the other person. You're manipulating the situation in order for everyone to feel good. That's consciousness. If you manipulate, you move it around. Let's say I go into a house and I'm moving around furniture. I'm manipulating the furniture so it's easy to navigate the room. I'm manipulating my office so it's easier and more functional for me to work. But an office that is chaotic and things are everywhere, it's going to take me longer to function and to work in that office. You're manipulating the papers in your office. You're manipulating the situation. You're manipulating the furniture. That's what manipulation is. So I apologized to him and I really took a breath and I brought my walls and barriers down and it didn't matter who was right and who was wrong. I didn't care anymore. It was irrelevant. And I looked at him and I said, I would like to apologize. I'm so sorry. I was just being such a, ugh, you know, female dog. I was nah, not nice at all. And then he took a breath and he said, oh, baby, you know, I'm so sorry. And then all of a sudden we both melted in 2.5 seconds. It was like done. And every time I do that, I'm going, oh my gosh, this works. Back in the day, I would have sulked and been mad and angry for hours and hours to prove that I was right. Like literally to prove no, I cannot show him because that's weakness. And that means that I'm not a strong woman. And he's going to see that I'm this and I'm that. Oh my gosh, the level of crazy that would go in my mind. And I noticed that as women, we think that if we, at least in my point of view, 
that if we apologize or say that I was wrong and or or back down that we are now weak and we are allowing a man to take over. And let me tell you, that is so not the case. Where is the power there? When I apologized, there was power behind that apology. Not that I was overpowering or powering. I was power. I am power. And by apologizing to him, he was power. We were both power. But I think we think power is powering or overpowering someone. And I'm here to tell you, power is actually different. Power is actually knowing how to manipulate a situation so that everyone gets what is required from that situation. And then I know that his love language is touch. So I put my hands on his back or on his neck and I said, I would like to apologize. I was like, I said, man, I was not being sweet. Like, oh, I'm just such in a bad mood or whatever it was. And we just started laughing. And then he apologized and it was done. And so if you're with someone, it could be a friend, it could be a child, it could be, you know, your, your partner. What is their love language? Maybe they need to hear words of affirmation and just and let them know how gorgeous they are, or how contributive they are to your life, or is it touch, or is it a gift? Maybe they need a gift for that apology. And then the last thing I did was I then contribute what is required for me. So here's a couple examples. This is what I said. I said, in the future, this is what I would like. I'm giving the answers. I'm like, in the future, when this happens, I would love it if you did this. He's like, oh yeah, sure. Another thing you can say is, I love it when we're working together and you do this and it really makes me feel like that. I love it when, that's another example. The last example that you can use is, you're so good at. So you did the apology. You're now feeling good. How can you feel even better? How can you manipulate the situation so everyone feels better than when they started? You come out even more grand than when you started. And I say, you're so good at, oh my gosh, you're so good at when you, when you help me do this. You're so good at when, oh my gosh, when you cook, you're so good at that. But I'm saying like, say something that has to do with that situation that you had that quarrel where you wanted to be right. And so you're sandwiching it. You're putting it all together. And that is consciousness. That is power. That is feeling good. That's actually power. Girls, power is not sulking in the corner for a couple hours. Power is not, I don't need you and kick them out of your car. Power is not this is so stupid and call your girlfriends and then, you know, talk about him behind his back. That is not power. Power is manipulating the situation. Power is creating something that is grander than you can ever know. That's what power is. And it was such a gift because he and I came out stronger from that yesterday. And we even joked, we're like, we're finding our rhythm. We're finding our rhythm. Where are you finding your rhythm with you? Where are you finding your rhythm with other people, other relationships of how you relate with other people? Find your rhythm. 
And the rhythm I see is the manipulation, is the moving. You know, in your office, you're going to find a rhythm of how you work. In your bedroom, you're going to find a, a rhythm of how you put your clothes on and, and like your routines, your rhythm. And I really like that he said that. He goes, we're just finding our rhythm. And I was like, wow, I really, really like that. So thanks for listening because, you know, I, I noticed that a lot of us really, really, truly are addicted to needing to be right. Being right is just so incredibly important to so many of us. And I wonder what kind of planet, what kind of life we could create if being right was not the end all be all. Like so, okay, last thing I do want to add in here. There's right and then there's correct. And needing to be right is an energy of superiority. And correct is actually just false or true. That's all it is. So let's say, for example, is the sky blue? That is correct. It's not right. But if you're like, no, the sky is blue. I know it's blue. Look at it. Now that is an energy of superiority. I know better. Look at it's blue. I know you don't know. Or is it just correct? Be aware when you say, oh, you know, is that right or wrong? Use the word correct. Is that correct or incorrect? It's really cool when you watch these game shows and they'll say, correct, correct, right? Oh, that's in, that, that answer is incorrect. They don't say that answer is right. That answer is wrong. They don't say that. And notice the vibration of the word correct and incorrect as compared to right and wrong. Oh, it's like, at least for me, for me, right and wrong has a very like icky vibration. Like, ever since we're a little kid, we're like taught right and wrong. Or is it correct? Or is it incorrect? And that's it. And once you look at it that way, there's nothing really to fight and defend so that you two are duking it out for hours and hours because you want to be right. And what if you were correct? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Like last night I was like, who freaking cares? At the end we were like, wait, which one was it? And we didn't even care by the end. Like who was correct? It didn't even matter. You know what was correct? Was feeling good. I wanted to feel good rather than be right. I didn't care anymore. I was like, I'm so addicted to feeling good instead of being right. When I've been so addicted to being right in the past and I felt so icky for so long. But in this reality, I was taught, you know, that that's what you do. Strong women defend their rightness. And I'm here to tell you, uh, I call BS. <laughs> I so call BS. Power is feeling good. That's what it is. Power is feeling good. Thanks, Get Up Girls, for listening. Really, truly appreciate you. If you want different in your life, choose different. Change it up. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to get back up and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.